Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 265 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm chapter 86 today and our focus is on how to pray when you are in trouble. So five days a week in the show, we are in the New Testament twice a week. We are in the Old Testament. Today is one of those days we're looking at the Psalms and our goal is is to go through the Bible every day, daily Bible intake, listening, understanding, and seeking to follow the Word of God. Thanks for joining us on that journey, and while you're at it, check out our website, which is Bible2021.com, Bible2021.com. Today, we're in another Psalm of David, another time he is in deep trouble, another heartfelt prayer to God in the midst of that trouble. It seems to be a pattern in this guy's life. Well, what can we learn from David's Holy Spirit-inspired prayer today? Let's dive in. Verse 1, first sentence of David's prayer. Listen, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Well, that's straight to the point. No pretense whatsoever. It's a desperate situation, and that comes out in the very first verse. David tells God that he is in great need and implores God to listen and answer his prayer. Can we do this in our prayer? Should we do this in our prayers? And the answer is yes, and absolutely positively. Not only is such directness allowable, it is encouraged and it's biblical. Well, the second thing that David does is quite interesting, and it might seem, I don't know, unnecessary on the surface. In verses 7 and 8, he says, For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abounding in faithful love to all who call on you. Skip down to verse 8. Lord, there's no one like you among the gods, and there are no works like yours. All the nations you have made will come and bow down before you, Lord, and will honor your name. For you are great and perform wonders. You alone are God. Well, what is David doing here? He's reminding God who God is, at least on the surface. I mean, does God, who is omniscient, that means he knows everything, does God need reminders of who he is? Of course he doesn't. He doesn't need any sort of reminder anytime because God has never forgotten a single shred of information. So why remind him in prayer? Well, it's that's kind of a great question to think about. And you see it a lot in the Bible. And I believe the answer is that when we, on the surface, are reminding God who we, who he is, what we're really doing is reminding ourselves of who God is. We're building faith by verbalizing the faithfulness of God. God doesn't need reminders. We do. A dynamic that might be at play here involves reading and praying out loud. My understanding of ancient history is that uh, people in the past, the distant past, and maybe even the recent past, very rarely read to themselves or read quietly. Most of the time back in the day when people read, they read out loud. And that's really only changed quite recently from a historical perspective. If prayer was the same way, and I think there are indications it was, then most prayers were prayed with voices speaking them audibly. And that means that others were reminded who God is in prayer as well. And you can imagine King David would be praying, if he was praying out loud, would often not be praying alone, but we'd be praying with other people within earshot. So David reflecting on God's kindness and readiness to forgive was likely helpful to the faith of those who would have been listening to his prayer also. That's something to think about. It. Well, let's go ahead and read our psalm through, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. Psalm chapter 86, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. A prayer of David. Listen, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. 
Protect my life, for I am faithful. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant's life, because I appeal to you, Lord. For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abounding in faithful love to all who call on you. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cries for mercy. I call on you in the day of my distress, for you will answer me. Lord, there's no one like you among the gods, and there are no works like yours. All the nations you have made will come and bow down before you, Lord, and will honor your name. For you are great and perform wonders. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, and I will live by your truth. Give me an undivided mind to fear your name. I will praise you with all my heart, Lord my God, and will honor your name forever. For your faithful love for me is great, and you rescue my life from the depths of Sheol. God, arrogant people have attacked me. A gang of ruthless men intends to kill me. They do not let you guide them, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant. Save the son of your female servant. Show me a sign of your goodness. My enemies will see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped and comforted me. Amen. What a prayer. Well, how can this psalm, Psalm 86, help us pray when we are in trouble and distress? Well, I see maybe three ways. First, it informs our prayers in that it teaches us how to pray. It shows us that biblical prayer is not necessarily based on any kind of cookie-cutter type model. In other words, prayer doesn't always follow the same pattern in the Bible. Sometimes prayers in the Bible begin with praise and worship. Other times they begin with lots of thanksgiving. Often, like today, they get straight to the point and begin with a request for God to hear and save. And this tells us that we don't have to pray in any one particular way or any one particular order, and we certainly don't have to pray the exact same way every time. In the same way that our conversations with humans differ in their beginning, middle, middle, and end, so do our conversations with God differ in multiple ways. Well, the second thing we can uh, learn from this psalm and the way it can help us when we're in trouble is we can take prayers like this, prayers that fit our current situation quite well, and we can read them back to God as our own prayer. Now, some church traditions do this regularly, using prayers from the Bible and prayers from books like the Book of Common Prayer as an aid to prayer. Some church traditions avoid that kind of thing like the plague, but I don't see any reason to do so. Praying biblical prayers back to God, especially when they line up with our current circumstances, is a very legitimate way to pray, and it can help us when we are struggling with words. Finally, prayers like this show us that we are not alone in our suffering, trials, and tribulations. If you only knew of King David's life from the Psalms, then you'd think he basically lived from one crisis to the next with very, very little rest time in between. If life has been hard for you lately, or even over the past few years, or even the past few decades, then you can read and pray through the Psalms like this one, knowing that there were mighty saints of God who loved him and lived a life that was pleasing to him, who had the same experience, trouble after trouble after trouble, and in some cases, probably worse than your troubles. I don't know, maybe not quite as bad, but still pretty powerful troubles. And yet we see God's faithfulness and 
even though these saints of God, like David, seem to pretty constantly walk through the valley of the shadow of death, they nevertheless found the Lord to be faithful, good, and more than enough for every trial they faced. That should comfort us. That should help us. Well, commenting on the very first line of this psalm, where David asks God to bow down and listen to him, or bend down and listen to him, Spurgeon says, When our prayers are lowly by the reason of our humility, or feeble and weak by reason of our sickness, or without wing by reason of our despondency, the Lord will listen to them. Great as he is, he loves his children to be bold with him. For I am poor and needy. Our distress is a forcible reason for our being heard by the Lord God, who is merciful and gracious, for misery is ever the master argument with mercy. Amen. So friends, if you are in a place right now where you're poor and miserable and in distress or misery, cry out to the Lord. He will bend down to listen to you. Know that by faith, because that is the God he is. Let us close with our Bible memory verse for the month of September. It is 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, and it says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.